Brady throws the ball downfield. He's got Evans toward the end zone. Evans makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. What a great throw by Brady. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Fire the cannons. Brought to you by Frontier. Uncable yourself. Get fiber internet. And by Hooters. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Dropping to throw Mahomes. We run a stunt, run a stunt. And we sack him at the 50-yard line. Wow, he's clobbered. Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome to Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owls Nest. I am joined by defensive lineman Vita Vea. Vita, thanks for being with me. Thanks for having me. Oh, man, we're so excited to talk with you. I feel a little bad you drew the short straw and had to come in and talk after that game, which I'm sure is not fun, but you're a delightful person no matter what. So I figured, you know, you're a great choice. And yep. you're you're uh, you're a guy that's been around the block here now for a little while. You're officially yeah, a, a bit, so a bit. you know how to take things in stride. Uh, so let's let's just go ahead and start with big picture takeaways from the game. Now uh, the next day, as you guys look back on it, what do you feel like? Um, really, you guys just want to do differently. What ended up happening as compared to what I'm sure you guys expected that game to be? Uh, I think we obviously we expected to win. Um, you know, I think it was just like a lot of mistakes that we made on our end. Um, I don't think it was just one person. I think we lost that game as a collective group. So um, definitely a tough, lo- tough loss, but um, we can't worry about it anymore. We gotta pick it up and on to the next week. What do you feel like are the ways that you do that? Because I know that's always such an easier thing said than done. Of okay, now we gotta move on. Twenty-four hour rule, all of that. What are the ways that you feel like? you try to help the team move past it? How do you personally move past it? What does that process look like? Um, I think you just got to use that as motivation. I think um, obviously it's the bad taste in our mouth. So I think you use that as like, you don't want to lose another game in a row. So I think you use that as motivation and uh, to help push the other guys that, you know, we don't want to lose again. And we're all headed towards the same goal and to the same place. So, um, you know, that's also motivation for us, too, as well. So um, just trying to get everybody on the same page is always helpful. How about what was Coach's message to the team after the game? Um, it was just tough. It was just like he, he, he just told us that, you know, he's he's uh, he's tired of his, us just, like, messing up on ourselves and, you know, us being, you know, in the game plan going throughout the week and stuff, but we can't, um, we can't keep messing up like that, little stuff like that. So, um, you know, we just got to come rally together and just pick it up and be better. I know for you guys, uh, as a defense, third down is, is so important in trying to get off the field. And um, in particular, the third and longs, I know were not what you guys would want, um, particularly late in the game. What was not going well in those situations and especially late in the game? I think just communication overall. I think um, sometimes we, we weren't communicating well, but then uh, then again, you just, at the end of the day, we tip our hat off to them. You know, they made some good plays, and um, obviously they were the better team that day. So, And uh, I, I know that this was something that you probably weren't thrilled with, but the whole too many men on the field when you had to hustle hustle to get off of there, I think that was one of my favorite moments watching. I think you did a little bit of a, a little gazelle leap at the end to try to get off the field. I tried to I tried to do something. You um, really appreciated I, the effort there. I was trying to get off the field, but um, I didn't make it off. But 
I'll try more hard to see. Oh, you you did try. Have you seen the video of uh, of it's that yet? Reported? No, I it's didn't pretty, see it. It's, it's pretty great. Um, for you guys, I know uh, Cam Hayward is probably a guy that, um, as a D lineman, you have a lot of respect for and have watched some. What makes him uh, as effective as he is? What do you see in his game? What do you like in his game? Um, shoot, I, I, I study him a lot in the game and uh, in the film room, so. Um, just seeing a lot of the moves that he works, he, he um, I wouldn't say our, our, our style of play is similar, but some of the moves that he uses is uh, similar to the moves I, I would like to use. So um, just studying him and what he does um, on the field um, really helps me um, well, week to week when I go into a game plan. So I always love um, going to a week, watching the t a team that they've played, <clears throat> that the Steelers played, so I could watch Cam Hayward. Um, and what worked for him throughout the game. So um, I think studying him also has uh, helped me throughout my career so far. We're talking to defensive lineman Vita Vea. And uh, how about some other guys that you like watching around the league? Who are, if you were going to have a, a film session where you tried to learn from other people, who are some of the guys that would, would be on that docket? I think there's a lot. There's a lot. Uh, there might be too many to name off. Um, I think there's a, a lot of guys that were. Um, in the past, that I still watch, um, but Cam Haber is definitely one of them. Um, I, I definitely watch other guys in my position. Um, who else? Hargraves. I watch Javon Hargraves, uh, Kenny Clark, some other guys. I used to watch Sue, um, Akeem Hicks, and then even some of the guys in our in our room. You know, we with Nacho and Will. We also we pre-practice. We talk about different moves and. Um, we try to game plan with each other to see what works for each other, mm. and we, I'll tell like I'll tell them vice versa. They'll tell me, and I will be like, "Oh, I think this work, move will work for you. You should try it out." And then same thing with with uh, with me. They would say the same thing, like, "You should do this move. This might work for you," and we just go from there. That's pretty cool. Do you feel like you've ever had a lot of success with a move, partially because of one of your teammates suggesting it? Um, definitely. I can't, I don't know if I can recall one. Um, I know Sue's helped me throughout the game. Um, I think his first year here, uh, I used to go to him, like, the O-line is giving me this, which I do. And then he'll tell me to do a move, and then I'll go out there and it work. Wow. And he'd be like, yep, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, how about some of the guys that you, you talked about you grew up watching? You remember when, before you were in the league or, uh, back when you were maybe in high school, who were some of the, the people you loved watching back then? Of course, then maybe it could have been some running backs too, considering. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think growing up, growing up, I was a Niner fan growing up, uh, being I was a Bay Area kid in California. So I think my my favorite guy watching was Justin Smith, uh, D tackle for the Niners. He was my favorite growing up uh, watching him and just seeing how he played. I think I uh, I molded a lot of my game. I try, or I tried to mold my game after him. Um, so. He was probably my, my number one, if I had to pick a number one. Okay. Um, I know that for you guys as a defense, it's always fun. I've heard, you know, the idea of, especially in this Bulls defense, the fact that so many different guys get to do different things. And so many different guys might blitz at a different point. And uh, one guy that we've just seen have huge success from all the different things he's getting to do is Antoine Winfield Jr. So tell me what it's been like to watch him step into a new role this year, um, you know, he gets another sack in this game, and I believe he is now 
uh, tied for first in the whole league in sacks for DBs. That's crazy. I think when you um, when you put on the tape and you watch somebody and you you want to watch somebody do it right, um, you just watch Antoine Winfield. Um, that's throughout the whole week, not even on Sundays. Not only on Sundays, I mean, but um, even when you put on the practice tape, uh, just just how he connects himself at practice and how he carries himself, you just see him like, all right, he's doing it right. He's he's being a pro day in and day out. And how hard is that? to do so early in your career. I mean, I feel like guys were saying that about him even when he was a rookie. So what is it about him and how, explain maybe even just how hard that is to come in so quickly in the league and just know how to do things the right way? Um, I feel like a lot of it could be um, maybe from his dad, maybe. But who knows, it could be just um, in him. But uh, you just see him like the way the way he uh, makes a tackle in practice, like the way he fits up, the way he runs to the ball, um, what he does before practice and after practice, you just, you see it. Um, and like you said, like, and a guy that's very young like him, and you see that in him, it's just like, you're like, dang, this guy going uh, to be in the league for a long time. So. That's pretty cool. And then I know there was another sack. There was some debate of whether or not it was Carl Nassib or Devin White getting the credit for it. Uh, but overall, just, it feels like you guys have done a great job of getting to the quarterback this season and, you know, five of them against the Falcons. And um, what is it in particular that you guys think you're doing well as a defense when it comes to sacks specifically? I think um, for us up front, I think we're, we're finally all on the same page this year. Um, just communicating towards, to, each, to each other. And then um, we also meet with each other once a week. Um, so I think that also helps. So just... I think the biggest, the biggest thing, biggest takeaway for us, is just all, all of us being on the same page. So I think, you know, we've all been there for the most part. We've all been playing with each other for a while now. So I think the communication's there, the chemistry's there. So I think it's um, only right that we're not getting sacks. I'm not trying to be like, oh yeah, yeah. but I think um, just the communication and just like us being on the same page, I think that's what's helping out for the most part. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Levante is a guy who, I mean, every year, of course, we know what he brings to this team. And definitely one of the guys that is unsung nationally and doesn't always get the credit we know down here that he deserves. He 13 tackles again in the game yesterday. So um, maybe what is what are the things that he brings that even the stat sheet doesn't show of what you've seen from him specifically this season and what he's meant to the defense? I think Levante means a lot to the defense. I think um, it's not only what he's done this year. I think it's what he's he's done in the past and just who he is and what he means to us um, as a, as a defense and to the team. I think um, when you see guys like that making plays, it's just like a he's like it's kind of like a uh, I wouldn't say he's like a game changer in the in the sense of um, you see him make a play and then it excites you. Because you know, you know what this means to him. Um, he's been here for a long time, so he's he's been through a lot of ups and downs with this team. So um, you know, you you'd love to play for guys like that. And then he's like uh, the, the leader of our defense. So um, when you got when you have a guy like that leading the defense, it's always um, it's always good. So yeah, um, just like it's just when he, when he says something, it, it like it, it sticks for us. I think for us as a as a whole, so it um, means a lot to play with him. It means a lot for him. 
um, you know, to me making plays. Uh, obviously, you get slept on a lot by people around the league, but um, over here, we know what he means to us. For sure. And another guy that uh, we know what he means to this offense is Chris Godwin. Uh, 95 yards in this last game. And what do you think it's just meant having him back, even on the other side of the ball, for you guys to just know that he's out there and, and what he can mean for this team? And I, I didn't know if maybe even for you, having gone through a pretty serious injury, trying to come back from that and contribute, have you talked to him about that at all? And uh, Or have you tried to you know, offer anything in that sense to, to a guy that's coming back? Uh, we definitely talked uh, a little bit. Um... We were both here in the offseason, so I, we've seen each other a lot. So I think um, we were communicating, just I, just me seeing him, um, trying to work through it, through it all. I think I, I we talked about it, and I was like, yeah, I remember being down that road. It just, like, it sucked because it gets it gets so repetitive. But being having him back out there is just uh, it's really great. Um, like you said, it's just like he makes those tough catches. So when you see him on the side, uh, uh, when you see him make those tough catches on the sideline, and just like gets you going, it like makes you want to, you know, uh, go out there and make, make a big play too. I love that. All right, we have more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owls Nest with defensive lineman Vita Vea. Brought to you by Frontier and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access continues. Brought to you by Frontier and by Hooters. Here again is Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. We are back here on Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owls Nest with defensive lineman Vita Vea. And uh, we were just talking about Chris Godwin and what he has meant to this offense. And uh, Leonard Fournette, another guy that uh, another game over 100 scrimmage yards. And even though I know at times the run game hasn't been what the team has wanted, just watching that he's found other ways to contribute. And um, I'd just love to know what it's been like to watch him work out there and maybe even what it's like trying to stop him when it comes to training camp or the few times, you know, in practice you're getting to go against him, what that has taught you about what it would be like to face him in a game? Um, we actually did play against him. We That's played, true. We played against him when he was in Jacksonville. I think he only had 26 yards against us. <laughs> but who's counting or reminding him counting? of that? <laughs> well, I don't know. Lenny's one of those, he's, uh, he's one of those guys when, um, during the game, like, you just, you just, you, you just got to watch him. And what he does on the field just, uh, that gets you going, it gets you excited, it gets you hyped. it gets everybody on the sideline hyped up um, the way he runs, um, how hard he runs, so it's uh, definitely like game changing to, to watch him play. And I know that there's also been a lot of rookies playing some pretty big roles uh, for this team, so um, what is that like to see this group be asked to have so many of them step in and do some pretty big things, and, and what do you remember about when you're a rookie asked to come in and do a lot of what that feels like the pressure what it takes to be able to do that um i think it was it was kind of like i wouldn't say it was intimidating to 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 an extent i think just because um there's like a lot of big name guys around me so it's like you obviously don't want to let them down um so just seeing the, these rookies out here doing going out there and not only the rookies, I think there's like a lot of two second year guys or younger guys out there, um, you know, playing a big role. So uh, I think they're out there doing a good job. And, uh, you know, even talking to them, um, they seem like they're handling it well. Um, but it's pretty cool to see that and just uh, see see how they're performing and how they're handling it. And they're, they're been doing a pretty good job so far. 
What do you remember about, if you think back to rookie Vita and then you now, what are the biggest differences, similarities? How have, have you either changed or stayed the same on and off the field since you were a rookie? I think um, like my football IQ has been, on the field, my football IQ has definitely gone up. So I think um, just that football savvy in me has like gone up a couple notches. Um, I think that's worked out in my favor on the field. Just, um, and it's allowed me to play more like instinctual instead of um, kind of going out there as like a rookie and, you know, letting everything overwhelm you. So I think um, I'm able to go out there and see the game slower. Um, and then, I don't know, I think off the field, I think I'm the same. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, you, know, you don't think the NFL changed you at all? No. No. <laughs> Uh, how about getting married? You got married this off season. Has I that did. How, how has that gone? How is how is husband Leon? How is husband Vita doing as compared to uh, you know beforehand? You feel like you've learned some things. Had to had. You're, I mean, essentially, you're a rookie husband right now. Yeah, I think um, it's 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 not what um, it's not what everybody like pre, um, projects it to be. Now I'm not saying like in a bad way. Yeah. I mean like was like oh you're married now. First year so I feel like it's the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I don't think it's any different. Um, obviously that you're married now like it's official and then you're living together. But I think we've been together for like six years. So. Wow. I think it's just been. Um, it's it's still the same. Like we're still the same couple. We're still the same like people. Yeah. I, just now that we have the the label that we're married and we got the ring on our finger, um, yeah. But it's been it's been pretty cool. It's been fun. Um, you know, you go home to your, like your best friend every day and just like you get to joke around and and just be have all day together um, in the off season. And then like when you're done with work, you go home. I used to like she used to never live out here, so I used to go home and just be me and my dog. <laughs> just me and my dog and my wife. So yeah. it's even more fun, so yeah. That's perfect, I love that. And I know that um, Crucial Catch Month, because of your wife, is, is an important time for you guys as a family. Tell us a little bit about why that is and, and what it's like this time of year for you to be watching how much awareness the NFL is bringing to this issue. Um, it's, it's definitely um, uh, a touchy subject, but you know, I think it's, uh, it's also like pushed us to help um, I think because she wanted, um, her her goal was to be cancer and and come back and and go back into facilities and um, share her story with with people to see if it, it'll help um, the next cancer patient. But I think it's it's definitely um, something to you know just sit back and take a look at and just you know um, support and you know be supportive of it. Of it. And uh, go out there and try to, you know, do what we can to do to help. For sure. And uh, I know that you've you've also got some some Washington family on the team now. You know that you got a wife and a dog, and then now you just keep bringing all these Washington people here. Uh, are you are you helping recruit? Are you telling the scouting staff of like, hey, we need as many Huskies out here as we possibly can? What do you what do you credit to the fact that you guys are being collected? It feels like down here. I think they just know that like Washington like. I got the best player. <laughs> but you're not biased or anything. No, I'm not biased. No, not at all. Um, we're talking to defensive lineman Vita Veo. How much does that mean to you to have guys like 
Kate Otten, Joe Tryon-Schwenka, for you guys to be here to have that shared college experience and, and know a little bit about each other in that sense. I'm low-key kind of jealous because when I came here, I was I didn't know anybody. <laughs> you had to do it all by yourself. I had to do it all by myself. You know, I learned it all by myself. And then when they when they came in, I think it's it's actually pretty cool to for me to have them or not. Yeah, for me to have them out here and just like see familiar faces. But obviously for them <clears throat> coming out here and just like they already um, like Cade getting drafted here. Um, he was there when I was there and obviously him and I think him and Joe were the same draft class. So just, uh, having us two to like, um, to talk to and, uh, you know, when he first got drafted here, we had the same agent and then we were texting each other. He was like, where's a good place to live? I was like, I didn't have none of that. I had to yeah, go you had to, figure it out. to our apartments by myself. Now I can tell you where to go. Yeah. Just you but, and your dog. Yeah. Your dog was not much help in this, you know? I didn't have my dog. It was just me and my uh, back then. Oh, you didn't even have the dog. What a sad, <laughs> sad way to start, sad. you know? <laughs> um, and I know that you got a chance to show the Washington Pride via Will Golston recently. Uh, you two made a, a little bet that was about you having to wear something of the other school based on who won. And it sadly, we had Will on the show last week, and it sounded like you had no mercy in this. Of You gave him this incredibly thick, warm sweatshirt that he had to wear that would be something that in Washington would make sense. And now in Florida, almost potentially killed him. No, no, see, that was Will's rules. Oh. Will made the rules. And what were the, what, what were the rules specifically? It was He made the rules. He said, like, you, you wear the shirt or sweater, and you have to wear it from, from the beginning of the day to the end of the day, and you can't take it off. <laughs> this and is he, how he, confident he was. <laughs> And I was being lenient because he he told me like even after practice he still had to keep it on, to the end of the day. Yeah. Like you. So you he, let him take it off and switch to a t-shirt for a little while. There, yeah, I gave right? him I gave him a clean t-shirt, and I let him cut off the sleeves during practice. That's true. So you were being you were See, being. See, I was merciful. being nice. Yeah, he made it sound. Now, like now were... I can't wear the sweater anymore. Because he cut the sleeves off. This is why it's also important to make bets with people that are similar size to you. I'm a, I, I feel like that's, I mean, or also it does make me wish you'd made a bet with like Scotty Miller to watch him have to wear your giant <laughs> sweatshirt. Me and Joe, me and Joe, we actually made a bet uh, with the nutritionist stuff. Yeah. Um, when UW played ASU because she went there and uh, UW unfortunately lost. Oh. Um, but. So she did, obviously doesn't have a shirt that fits me. So yeah, I, can't I would, wear a shirt. see. I feel like that would that should have still been part of it. Is that no, you had to fit on this teeny tiny little T-shirt. <laughs> That's the worst part of the bet. It's not even that it's that another. Is, that would have been the worst part of the bet. That's amazing. And I know uh, you and Will Goldston now you know played together for several years. And um, I don't know if you had heard. Did you hear that he passed the record now for defensive lineman games? Uh, played for the Buccaneers that he now has played more games for the Bucks as a defensive lineman than anyone else. He just passed Warren Sapp recently. Did you heard about that? Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> I did not hear about that. See, Will's like a he's like a real humble guy, so he won't like tell you stuff like that. But I think once we figure it out, we like to like congratulate him because oh. we know that he's he's like a behind the scenes type of guy. So um, definitely, when I get in the locker room, I'll probably let it be known so everybody can congr- congratulate him. So. That's great. Yeah. I love that now you're going to go in and announce this to the entire locker room. Um, he, I feel like you're right that he is a guy that he's very humble. He doesn't always get um, 
the do that he should. It's, it's very similar to Levante in my mind of these two guys that have been with this franchise for so long, yep. have done so much. Um, so tell us what you think Will means to the defense and to the defensive line in particular that he has been here the whole time you have and, and what that's like to have that kind of consistency next to you. It's really cool to see that. Um, just seeing his roles change from when I first got here to now, I think his, uh, his, like, his roles in, in the defense has been tremendously helpful for us um, in a way, uh, the way our defense works. Um, it'll be impossible to run without him um, just because he, he's a guy that can go in there and play um, literally every position. Um, and he does whatever um, they ask of him and whatever the defense needs him to be, will 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 be it. So I think um, him and Levante are definitely um, those type of guys that uh, you know don't get a lot of recognition, but they uh, tremend they help our our defense out in a, a a lot. So just like without them, it'd be a whole different story. How about when you, do you remember when you found out that he was taking jujitsu? Do you remember hearing about this? I did. I remember, you were there, weren't you? I think so, yeah, I that's right. I seen the Bucks, yeah, the Bucks posted it. I think, yeah, I seen that. And, uh, yeah, so tell me what your thoughts were when you heard he did this, and uh, would you be willing to do it with him at any point? Yeah, I'd definitely be willing to do it with him. I think in college we did it a little bit. I, I can't say I did it enough to be dangerous, but... Uh, I feel like you're dangerous at just about anything that you try. <laughs> I feel like if I was told you were going to face me in jujitsu and you'd never done anything, I'd be like, yep, money is still on him, for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I think if I if I went against a, a guy who knew he was doing it, I'd be destroyed. Yeah, um, it was interesting to watch that happen to Will where like a much smaller guy beat him. Yeah, and like in college, they took a couple of classes. Um, they also had guys that used to come to to our facility, and be like twice a week, where we'd uh, do like um, jujitsu, like judo classes with him. And then, like the instructor, he weighed like a hundred pounds, and he like choked me out. <laughs> and it was just like I was, I was like, that's crazy. That's so crazy. I love that. Uh, so I know for you. You're a guy that you could probably manage to do just about anything. We know you played running back in high school. And now, recently, we've seen you drop into coverage a few times. You forced a fumble. This is, uh, this is some intriguing little stats here that you're able to put in. Like, oh, I'm going to score a touchdown. I'm going to get sacks. I'm going to get forced fumbles. Drop into coverage. I, like, you just Are you going <laughs> to go play Tom's job next? I feel like that's, that's the next one in line. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> We're never closing the door on anything here. Uh, tell me about being asked to drop into coverage and just I mean is that fun for you and I imagine just how challenging it might be and and maybe how proud you are that you're able to do this many things for this defense um it's definitely different because you know that's not we don't do that every down um it'll be like it'll be like telling Antoine to come play my position take a double team so I think that that kind of could be the difference in a way I think um <clears throat> that's probably like a little bit of a reach for him like that comparison but uh I think we work on it we work on it every week so I think we gotten used to it and we worked we've worked on it um every year since this new coaching staff has been here so we've kind of got used to it <clears throat> we had like our our ups and downs of dropping in games and plays we should have made so I think um 
now is the time that, that we finally got it right. And I finally got it right and made a play on it. Um, it was pretty exciting, though, when it happened. It was, like, crazy. It all happened so fast. And I didn't. I was like, that was crazy. Where does that rank in your favorite plays of your career? That and and what are what would maybe be the order of plays for you of what you would want to happen? That just the most fun either stat to get play to have happen. What would that be for you? Maybe top three or five. I would probably say that's probably like top two right there. Yeah, it's up there. I think. Um, just making a play like that in general, uh, him fumbling it, and then just because they were like they were in the like red zone, low red zone, they're about to score. Stop, yeah. Yeah, and I think um, for me to drop in the coverage and not being like a guy who always drops in the coverage and the turn to make that play, um, I think it was just really exciting for me to to make that play and just um, how it all turned out was uh, really awesome. That was awesome for us to watch as well. We were very excited about that. All right, we have more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owls Nest with defensive lineman Vita Vea, brought to you by Frontier and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owls Nest. I am joined by defensive lineman Vita Vea. We were talking right before the break about uh, some of your favorite plays to make and uh, you've definitely produced some sacks, and I know that that is not an easy feat at your position and especially as often as you're double teamed. So uh, tell us why it is as challenging as it is for you to get a sack and then what that feels like in those moments of how proud you are to be able to do that even as the defensive tackle. Um, I'd say definitely hard, not only not, not just because of double teams, I think you gotta also uh, look into consideration of the quarterbacks. These are the, these quarterbacks at these level at this level, they just like for somehow they just know how to get the ball off. Even if you're there in time and you're getting the tackle, somehow sometimes they still manage to like get the ball slippery. off. <laughs> they get the ball off or like dodge your tackle. So um, you know when they do come around, it just I mean it's like it's like so amazing. The feeling so amazing when you get a sack. It's just like, it was really good. How about your, uh, so you are you still doing the lawnmower celebration? Is that still the main the main one, would you say? No, I switched it up. I don't know what I'm going to do now. I'm still thinking of a new celebration. Oh, we don't have one currently. I was swimming. Yeah, that's true. The swimming was I incredible. did. I did do the swimming. <laughs> I think a lot of people around the league started swimming after I was swimming. You're so a trendsetter. Like, so I was like, I got to switch it up. Oh, yeah, we can't be doing what everybody else is doing. You can't be doing what everybody else is doing. Where did the idea come from for both the lawnmower and the swimming celebrations? The lawnmower, so basically Pat O'Connor, his dad. um, Pat told me a story about his dad, and he's like, his his dad, uh, him and his friends, like, on their free time on the weekends, they just fix lawnmowers. (laughs) That's all they do. And Pat was like, if you come over to my house, there's like 100 lawnmowers in the garage. (laughs) That they're all just like there in their workshop trying to fix it, like, and then sell it on the weekends. <laughs> so then when we were playing in Chicago, uh, Pat's dad <clears throat> texted me and he was like, he's like, if you get a sack, do the lawnmower celebration and I'll give you a free lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> and I got the sack and I was like, I'm going to do the lawnmower. And then the swimming came from when we used to row the boat. 
Yep. Like, as the defense go help do the whole celebration. Um, I've always wanted to do it, but, like, I always forgot, like, over the past couple of years. You mean to actually get in the boat part, you would forget? No, not the boat part, just act like I was swimming, oh, like, to part. the boat on the side. And then, um, I think it was, I forgot what game, it was the Chicago game last year. Again. Okay, yeah, it's uh, Chicago brings it out yeah. of you. How ironic. Uh, and then I forgot somebody got to pick. And I ran, like, all the way over there, and I finally remembered. And I was, like, started swimming. And it was so funny because after that, um, like, after that, after that, people, like, so many people started adding up their, like, their own, like, spin on it. Yeah. Like, to row in the boat. Uh, like, one week, pe- or one week, Nacho was, like, fishing off of the boat. <laughs> and, like, so many other guys was, like, doing, like, adding so much, so much uh, stuff to it, so... It made it much, so much more fun. That's incredible. Uh, and you guys have um, a lot of personality on the D-line, I think is a fair way to put it. I think as you started talking about that, I'm like, yep, Nacho would be one of them. Um, tell me about Nacho and just what he has meant to the defensive line, both in what he's been asked to do, especially now with Akeem Hicks being hurt, and then just even his personality and who he is off the field. Um, Nacho's also like one of those reliable guys, just like Will. Um, I know you look at both of them and they're they're both acts they're both they both can you know step up and play any position on the D line um and do it to a high level, not just to go out there and play. They both can go out there and play to a high level at any position. Um when you watch them out there play. Um <clears throat> but I think also um just seeing them vocally, they're both vocal out there. Or not to obviously more vocal, so I think um, having that out there also helps uh, us in the group um, stick together and want to play harder when we hear like the stuff that he has to say. And, and it's a way. lot. He says a lot. <laughs> he does say a lot, but <laughs> <clears throat> he means well by it. And uh, just the way those, those two those two play, I think um, you know us three we we feed off each other. I think one especially because we've been here. Or, me and Nacho been here. Nacho's been here, and Will's been here my whole career. So, yeah. um, we've been together for a long time. So that chemistry is there uh, between the three of us, and just um, also being here between during the times where we really sucked. I think that's also that also helped because now that each win that we have, like we don't take for granted. Yeah. We know like what it was in the past. Um, <clears throat> but yeah. Uh, Nato's a really great guy, um, especially on the field. Like, you see, um, the year I got hurt and they won the Super Bowl, like, he stepped up and they didn't miss a step. So, um, that just goes to say say a lot about Nacho. And you said that Akeem Hicks was actually one of the guys you used to watch to learn from even before he was here, right? Yeah. So, how cool was that for you when he joined the team of, here's one of these guys that you've looked up to, and then now to have him getting a chance to play alongside you? It's pretty cool, like you, like when you. I get to see it up in up in person now, um, and also talk to him and just uh, learn from him in person. And uh, you know, he's one of those guys that you'd love to have on your on your side of the ball. We're talking to defensive lineman Vita Vea and uh, Logan Hall. You know, you got a rookie to have under your belt. Do you feel like you are in a place to give him advice? How do you how do you try to approach that when now there's a young guy? playing on the D-line, do you feel like, do you think back to, you know, maybe what guys like Sue did for you, do you try to do that now for him? 
Uh, I think you just we just go. Um, obviously, we we don't try to change him as a person or change him as like a player. We try to keep him as who he is. I think um, where we see where we can add um, <coughs> knowledge to him. I think that's what we would input our like our our say or our two cents and do it like oh I think you should do it like this. But then in other ways like we still try to help teach him. Um, to how to do it the right way, not only me but everybody else in the group, um, you know, have stuff to say. So it's it's definitely hard as a young guy coming into a league where there's like a bunch of older guys who've been doing it. Um, you know, it's it's, it's it's the NFL is so much different than college um, in the style of play and just um, the craftiness of the guys you're going against and you just can't be doing like the same stuff over and over and over so you just got to be able to switch it up throughout the game and um you know save like your best moves and stuff like that for um critical situations and stuff like that what do you think is his potential and what are the things that he is really good at already or what you can see of who he could become in this league um he does he definitely has a high ceiling um um obviously uh for a young player and uh, you know he could, he could be one of those um, players who, who could play in a long time and you know make a difference in this league. Um, I think he's he's still young. You know he still has a lot to learn. Um, he still has a lot to improve. So I think uh, this year is a good year for him. You know he's been doing good so far. So um, there's only up for it's only it only can get better for him uh, from here. And we talked about the fact that uh, we're talking to defensive lineman Vita Vea that you know you're in a position now to give advice to a rookie and, and now especially you got that C on your chest it's your first year being a captain for the team what did that mean to you when you found out that your teammates had voted you into that spot um it was actually pretty crazy I didn't I didn't think I was gonna get it uh it was it was, it was crazy I, I don't know I was still like mind blowing it by it I was just like it, it doesn't seem real like I was over there trying to think, like, how, like, who voted for me? <laughs> You're like, is this I a just, trick? <laughs> oh, this thing's rigged. <laughs> <clears throat> and I was like, I just didn't believe it at first. And then um, a couple guys came up to me and was, like, congratulating me. And they were, like, telling me, yeah, I voted for you, this and that. So it was pretty cool to um, have that moment and be in that situation. Um, especially when we, we kind of already knew who the two defensive captains were. And then they added me. Um, as a third guy, so I think it was just it meant a lot um, having that. That's incredible. Did it change your mind on what kind of a leader you could or should be on the team? Like when you heard that people thought of you that way, did it make you change anything about how you felt like you should approach either being more of a vocal leader or um, did it tell you that maybe you were already just doing what you needed to do in that way? Yeah, I think uh, what you just, what you just said. I think I obviously I've, I I definitely sat back and thought was like, dang, I'm a captain now. Now I gotta do this, I do that, and do this, and then whatever. Um, but I, I I sat there and thought about it. I was like, if they voted me as a captain of if of who I already was, then there should be no way, or there should be no reason for me to um, change up. How about the fact that you? got your first Pro Bowl last year. Um, do you feel like you have gotten the recognition? Now you know you have the recognition of your teammates, right, that they voted you captain. Do you feel like you have the recognition around the league? Have you been able to tell a difference in terms of how other teams 
play you or what other players say to you about just the respect you've gotten nationally, either on the field or even off from fans? Um, I think it's something you, you definitely experience as, as, uh, as the years go on. I think it's pretty cool. Um, not only the, re like the recognition is cool, but I think, um, I don't know, I think it's just so having just me playing hard and just playing for my teammates, but I think you see it, uh, I definitely see it um, when you're playing against other teams, like guys like Cam Hayward, um, when they come up to you and like, oh, what up, Vita? I was like, damn, this dude knows my name. <laughs> and stuff like that, but it was just like, uh, I, I think that's very cool to see. I think, um, you know, I might be in the NFL, but I think I'm still like a um, a kid in the NFL in the, in the in that aspect, when like you see like these big name guys, like damn, I used to look up this guy. Yeah, he's right there, but like we still got to line up and play. So like it's like all these thoughts and stuff going through your head, but you still just gotta focus and you know get that out. Like whatever it is, like we're about to beat you guys. <laughs> Yeah, even though they might look up to you, they still are going to try to beat you when yeah. they go out there. Um, how about now for you getting a chance to have uh, Todd Bowles as the head coach um, as your defensive coordinator to then take on that role? What has it been like to uh, watch him in that role, and, and what do you like about him being the guy now? Um, it's, it's definitely cool, and uh, I'm happy for him that you know, I have that role. Um, it's just, uh, he's still the same guy. I think it was cool knowing him um the best thing was knowing him as a defensive coordinator um you know i think a lot of guys could be look at it different when the guy's the head coach and it could be the um intimidating factor that you know that head coach title holds but i think uh it wasn't with him just because we knew uh him before he was a head coach but also because uh you know just the guy he, who he is and his his personality um you know he likes to joke around a lot too um so it's just fun to have him out there and just uh, being able to joke, joke with him and stuff like that and just uh, means a lot. We have one more segment coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owls Nest with defensive lineman Vita Vea brought to you by Frontier and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Frontier and by Hooters. Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owls Nest with defensive lineman Vita Vea. Right before the break, we were talking about Coach Bowles. There's another coach I know you have a particular affinity for, and that is Coach Tom Moore. And anyone who follows Vita on Instagram has seen these glorious videos. So for people who don't know about this or about him, explain uh, who Tom is and where these videos started. What made you want to start doing this? <laughs> on the Tom... Tom Moore, he's a legend in the NFL. Um, if you don't know him, you should you know him now. <laughs> um, he's been in the league for a long time. You know, he's been um, the offensive mastermind. It's pretty cool just um, learning, like talking to him and just, like learning about the past uh, of the NFL, like how it's evolved to what it is now. Um, but <clears throat> I think one day I just we were walking out leaving the city together, and it was just like, I used to always get on him because uh, one one away game, when we were in Tennessee in preseason, we practiced against him, and one night didn't have ice cream, and like he's a big ice cream guy, and he came in, they didn't have ice cream, and he was like, he's, he got mad, 
And then like I just took it around with it every day. I seen him. I was like, when we get ice cream, and he was like, trying blowing me off. He was like, no, we're not doing it. And then when I seen him, we're leaving the city at the same time one day, and I just pulled my phone out. I was like, what, what's your favorite ice cream? And he didn't know what was going on. He didn't know like I had him on Instagram. Next day, everybody like. It turned out really good. Everybody loved it. Everybody was like laughing at it. And he came up to me next day, the next day, and he was like, Vita, what the hell is Instagram? <laughs> and just ever since then, I just like every time I see him, I try to get a, get him on. Get now. a little video. Yeah, but right now he's like he wants a little break from Instagram. So <laughs> the fame's know, too him, much for him, you know. <laughs> give him, trying to give him a space. Oh so. my gosh, that's amazing. Um, what is the what would you say is the fan reaction to you? If people ever get a chance to see you or meet you in person, what are the things that people tend to say to you? Or is it, I don't know, how big you are, the hair, how you play? What are the things that people talk to you about? Um, for the longest, it was the uh, the Maui thing oh, yeah. from the movie Moana. So yes. that was like, I feel like that was like the number one thing. Like <laughs> Way more than football. I think so. Still, some some people still to this day, still to this day, some people still like reference it uh, when they see me. So, I I think that's like the number one thing what people say when they see me. That's pretty funny. Uh, how about where you're at strength wise? Because I feel like that's uh, always been something people have talked about. And I think this year you came in to the year rated number two in the whole league in strength based on Madden ratings, which you know obviously are very truthful <laughs> and all that matter. But uh, where do you say you're at? What what do you think? would be like some of the max stuff you could lift, either like bench or squat or some of those things? Uh, I'm not too sure. I feel like, I don't know, uh, there's a lot of strong guys in the league. I feel like we still got a lot of strong guys on this team. Would uh, you Do you say you being number two in the whole league is, is uh, accurate? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah? You think um, there are other guys stronger than yeah, you? Yeah, for sure. I think there's like, yeah, there's like a lot of freaks out there, <laughs> like in the NFL in a good way that um, – you know, I've seen guys, I've, there's been guys here that, you know, I've seen in the weight room and just like, they do some stuff that you don't expect to see. And they're just like, yeah, appreciate the... Uh, yeah, you appreciate the love, but... Appreciate the love, but I don't know. I think, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that's way stronger. Look at this humility over here. This is why <laughs> you're a captain, man, you know? Uh, all right, so now facing the Panthers this next week, uh, usually with a lot of divisional teams, you're very familiar with them, but both the Falcons uh, last week and then now the Panthers this week, there's a lot of differences compared to some other times you guys have faced them. So uh, what do you kind of know? I know it's before you guys really are doing a lot of your game prep stuff. That'll start mainly on Wednesday, but what are some of the things that you know about them or even just what you guys want to focus on for yourselves this week? Um... You know, they obviously with the Falcons and, and Panthers coming up this week, um, they both were they not they aren't the same teams that we played in the past. Um, they're, they're different teams. So, um, you know, just going into the week, um, and and preparing for them, you just you can't go into the the game thinking that you're playing the same Panthers from last year. You know, they they've evolved and definitely got better. Um, so you have to go into uh to this week like knowing that, you know, this is a better team that um, you might have seen in the past. So um, you got to take all that into consideration and just, um, you know, don't take anything lightly. 
And what do you feel like are going to be the biggest things that you guys as a defense want to accomplish after this last game, the things that you know you're really going to focus on this week? Say that again? What right. you guys as a defense are really going to focus on this week uh, based on especially what happened this last week, just the things you know you're really going to want to change or, or do better this next week. Um, definitely step it up. I think definitely uh, trying to be able to close out games as a defense, um, you know, like what we had a chance to do last week. Um, and, you know, and just trying to be better at that. And uh, I think that's like could be the number one thing for us uh, going into this week. I know in particular the starts have been a little slower than you guys have hoped for. Is there any way that you can think of that can try to change that for this next week? What are some of the keys to just trying to get out there and get started faster? Um, I think the biggest keys is just, you know, how we approach the practice um, and how we come and, um, you know, um, go out to practice every day. And, like, if we come out slow, then we're going to start slow. If we start our practice fast and finish fast, then, you know, that would be the um, tail sign of, of how the game could go. All right. Well, Vita, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. It was delightful to talk to you as always. No problem. Thanks for having me. Awesome. And thanks to all of you guys for joining us and for listening. This has been Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owls Nest with defensive lineman Vita Vea. Brought to you by Frontier and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio.